Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 30 with Murdy with your host, Sweeney Murdy. Back for another edition of 30 with Murdy. This week, my guest is Slade Heathcott. Once a top Yankees prospect as a first-round pick in 2009, Slade is now 28 years old and out of baseball. His story is mixed with a lifetime's worth of triumph and tragedy, his upbringing, parts abusive and destructive, yet he somehow harnessed this incredible athletic ability into a brief major league career, getting 25 at-bats for the Yankees in 2015. Between injuries and what Slade himself admits were bad decisions, he finds himself focusing on life after baseball, not only for himself, but for others in the game too. I always found Heathcott to be an engaging personality, someone who had a good heart and genuinely liked talking to you. His passion now is focused around flying airplanes and two nonprofit initiatives that he cares very deeply about. We are one village and more than baseball. The first seems more driven from his own life experiences, while the second is gaining attention nationwide as awareness grows of minor league baseball players and how they struggle to make ends meet while pursuing their dream job. To hear more about Slade's story, his current obsessions, and why helping minor league baseball players reach a more suitable financial situation is part of his passion, we chatted over coffee in Tampa, just a couple blocks from Steinbrenner Field, where he is now just a paying customer and not one of the men in uniform. Here's my conversation with Slade Heathcott. Slade, first thing I want to ask you about is that at 28 years old, as a former first-round pick, I think a lot of people would expect you to still be playing baseball. You've stopped playing. What are some of the things that you're occupying your time with now? Because I know there's a lot of them. I, yeah, it's, first thing is the flight school. Obviously, that's the uh, longevity of being able to survive and, and, you know, put food on the table and, you know, really chase the dreams and aspirations that I have. And then there's uh, more than baseball, which is the minor league nonprofit. Uh, I also have another nonprofit called We Are One Village. Um, the whole purpose of that is to support people with food and water, electricity, power, um, Internet, things of that nature, the things that we believe that every person should be entitled to to be able to have freedom and, and, and peace and things like that so um, and then we also have I am more which was started back in 2014 which is the uh, children's foundation with me and John Ryan um, and Catherine so that's the children's foundation a lot like make a wish but just kind of staying connected with the families we have parachutes in each of the cities that we have kids in and we're able to you know stay connected with those family and stay connected with that situation and really just show people and kids that we're we're always more than our situation that we're in and your upbringing's big part of your story as you came up through the Yankee system that's really influenced a lot of these things that you're getting involved with now hasn't it it has um, you know I think when I signed in 2009 I was the baseball player slate and that's all I had that was the only thing I knew that was the uh, you know that was my escape that was my hobby that was my my passion and um, I think through each surgery and each uh, what people would say poor decisions you know I, I think that I think we have a unique opportunity in life to never make a mistake in life 
And what I mean by that is if we can if we can take a step back and check the ego and look at the situation and say, okay, I learned from this lesson or I learned from this quote-unquote mistake, then it becomes a lesson. And I think if we grow, that's all that matters. Like we're all going to make bad decisions. We're all going to have different paths in life and unique perspectives. But if we're able to step back and say, okay, this is where I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to create I'm going to make this moment count for as much as possible and learn from it and grow it becomes a lesson in life how much of 20 21 year old slade is still inside you right now i think i think the core is still there (laughs) i think uh you know i still have a lot of jagged edges and things like that but uh (laughs) it's uh it's a lot different i i just i like i said i think the each surgery each taking a step away from the game it didn't change my love for the game but it made me really step back and say okay if I don't have baseball what am I because that's all I had that was my identity that was everything and I think the combination of surgeries and my son coming in 2014 and Dr. Andrews telling me in November of 2014 that I was never going to play again that it really opened my eyes to the power of what of one words and our perspective of things and I think my, my perspective just slowly shifted to realizing that, for me, my hobby, my greatest hobby, is serving people. That's, there's nothing, as cheesy as it sounds, there's nothing that makes me happier than being able to help other people. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's been the driving force of all these passions that I have and objectives. Like, I think, um, you know, it's kind of in a business sense. I, I really aim for making my hobbies and passions my goals and aspirations in business and, and I think that more of us should do that we should all follow our passion because when we follow our passions we're always going to have rocky roads and thunderstorms and things on our path that want to deter us people family loved ones that that tell us that you know this isn't smart this isn't the way you should go but nobody knows your perspective and nobody knows what your passions are in life and when you follow your passion you're going to triumph and you're going to push past and persevere past those trials to be able to find a way to make it work your original dream you found a way to make that work after that conversation you're talking about with dr andrews a year later you're in the big leagues and your big league stat line says you're a 400 hitter (laughs) 10 hits 25 at bats a couple of home runs including one very big one at tropicana field in 2015 season late which a lot of yankee fans will remember um when you think back to and it wasn't that long ago it's still talking about three and a half four years ago when you're thinking about that experience what do you what do you remember about it the most? What do you take from that? And there's so many. Like it, it's bittersweet. You see the the line. I get it brought up several times if we're talking about it. And you know the line's great. You know I wish I'd had opportunity to lower that lower that or raise it even more. Um, you know I think I learned a lot of things. So it's really hard to to narrow it down. You know whether it was seeing Jeter. Um, you know, in 2013 and 14, seeing how consistent he was on a daily basis. Um, you know, seeing Mo and Jeter and Pettit and these guys through the past that take their time out for young guys when they don't have to. And, and you know, I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned was no matter who you are in life, there's never we can have everything in life. We can have the money. We can have the quote-unquote fame. We can have the success, but what I saw from those guys was there was something more to life than just the game of baseball or just an achievement personally. It had to be, it had to go back to how am I influencing and helping others. Um, so I think that was a big one. I think in 2015, 
you know, my debut was in, in Washington, D.C. No offense to that moment, but that was not my debut in my, my mind. The next day, starting in center field, CC on the mound, hearing roll call, that was the moment that I think was the real, like, deciding, like, the last twig that I was like, okay, this moment right here, this dream come true. And obviously I had way more dreams than just one game or just 40, 25 ABs. Um, but to have that moment come true right there, I realized that more people deserve to have their dreams come true. More people deserve to have the opportunity to have their dreams come true. So, um, you know, playing and seeing those moments and, you know, it, it really opened my eyes to life is about more than just myself. And, you know, there's a lot of stepping stones, my son and decisions like we've, we've talked and everybody knows about. But um, I think that was the final twig that really showed me that, okay, that moment deserves to be shared and more people deserve to have that moment come true whether it's on a baseball field whether it's modeling whether it's playing a guitar or the drums um, you know whatever it might be we all deserve the right and the opportunity to have those dreams come true your dream didn't last long enough at least that one dream didn't Um, your stops along the way too in you know since then when you talk about the other organizations, you're talking about stops in Charlotte, Sacramento, Richmond, Nashville, even independently with Sugarland was your last, your last, uh, I guess, shot at this. Um, the Oakland organization, I think, was the last one you were in. Um, tell us a little bit about really what happened along the way and each of those last chances you were able to get to try to make that make that baseball dream still come true. Um, you know, I. I I guess, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of the same question of why I ended up being done. Um, and I think it was numerous things. Um, spending time away from my son, that's not going to change. There's going to be times where uh, with the things that I'm doing and wanting to do, I'm going to spend time. But I think it came back to the realistic possibilities of it. And I don't really like saying um, nothing is possible because everything is possible. But I knew where my heart was, where my head was, and with the opportunities that I had to play here in the States, that I wasn't willing to, to do it. That's really what it came down to is I wasn't willing. I knew that I didn't have a job offer in the United States at any level of any affiliate. Um, some people struggle with saying that, like trying to hold on. And to me, it was, okay, this is the truth. Like I've always been very fact-based and, and not offended by the fact that, that happened so I didn't have a job opportunity here and I wasn't willing to go to the DR Mexico and not be able to see my son during those times with it just I didn't feel like it was fair to have my son in Mexico with me when it's not safe um, so it had been an extremely selfish decision on my part and I just wasn't willing to spend the time away from that I uh, I think with each of those surgeries and stepping away I became baseball player Slade to Slade somebody that plays baseball Mm -hmm. and I started learning those new and I I think that was the final like I said when I that debut in 2015 was okay baseball will always be a dream of mine and it is my dream and still want to go but there's something bigger there's something greater and that's really what we are one village is about is is being able to influence the lives of kids I think we have two two children every minute die from waterborne illnesses and we can make an impact with $50 that saves the life of kids and, and I think we lose sight of that in the United States is because we we think that $50 doesn't make a huge impact when in third world countries and other parts of the world $50 change is, changes a village for a year um, so I think it became bigger than 
just the game of baseball. It came, my dream came, let's use my influence in baseball. Let's use my connections and the good people that I met in baseball and through baseball. Let's use that as a, a gateway to impact the world through the game of baseball. I love the game of baseball. I love it. So why not use the game of baseball to impact the world? Let's, let's show everybody in the world that the game of baseball is more than just a game. It's, it's more than just a group of guys playing a game. It's, it's a group of guys that are playing a game for a bigger purpose to influence the world. As, as you got We Are One Village off the ground, you told me something before we started recording here. Tell me about your bucket list items. Tell me, tell me what you want to do. Uh, uh, my number one bucket list item, I have two. I have a personal one. I have two personal ones. I want to climb Everest, and I want to do it in a way to fund an orphanage. That's my number one. My number two is I want to fly in a fighter jet. That's my thing. Flying has been a passion of mine, as cheesy as it sounds, since Top Gun. The very first time I watched Top Gun. I love it. Um, you know, and I, I hope that my new dream in terms of professionally, I want to get to a point where I'm flying or I'm running or I'm uh, testing myself mentally and physically to earn money for, for this one. We are one village to open an orphanage. I want to have a plane there. I want to be able to fly to villages and drop food and supplies and water and these things off. So my, my dream of baseball didn't end it just shifted it just shifted a perspective or on a different plane of why i want to do it and how i want to do it and even just in the short time that uh during spring training which i've been kind of talking to you back and forth you've gotten i guess what further along in instrument training and and you ran over at gasparilla right for one of your causes yeah, so actually it was uh, I ran the half marathon, which I'm not a runner. A lot of people, like, I, like people don't realize, I, I tell them all the time, oh, well, you're an athlete. Like, running's no big deal. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, uh, I ran my first three miles this past in, like, May of this past year, and I had never gotten close to running over that. Like, I'd always done sprints, so it's totally different, and trying to teach myself, honestly, a totally different running technique. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with my knee, you know, it's different than legging out a triple, oh, isn't it? God, it's totally different. <laughs> it's so, and I hate running. I, I, I'll be the first to say it, but I know that if I can run, if I can keep pushing my my body that way and mentally, and push past adversity, the the momentary weaknesses that I have and desires, I know that I can impact the lives of people, and that's my goal. That's my my motivator. That's when I was ten miles in on my marathon or half marathon first time, and I had a goal of not training for it. So I didn't train. So I ran I ran one three-mile and one one-mile about a week and a half before. Um, so when I got 10 miles in, I was like, I'm hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I want to stop. And that was my goal. So I did a Ragnar relay. Um, so I've actually done two now. So I did the Ragnar relay, which was at Alafaya State Park. And it was, six mi- it was a six-mile leg, six-hour break. A six-mile leg, six-hour break, six-mile leg. Um, I I changed it to I wanted to do 24 miles in 24 hours. So I ended up getting 24.1 in 23.47 or something like that. Um, Just to try to just get it. It was all trails, a BMX course actually. Um, And then, so I have a goal of running my first marathon this year. Um, And I plan on doing it in New York City and I'm working on the details of that. Fantastic. I hope uh, we get a chance to maybe uh, cheer you on up there. Uh, If not this year, There'll be more. They do that every year, you know. They do. Well, I'm actually, uh, it'll be a little different. It's not going to be the New York City Marathon, and it will be my myself and those oh, details. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. the, And each leg, I'll have somebody with me, and my goal is and trying to talk with the right people, and I've already went through the NYPD and things like this, um, obviously because you can't have a marathon. You can't have 
thousand people running down the road, yeah. it just doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and I, I don't think that was really what I want to do. I want to start a Freedom Tower. I want to run to Central Park. I want to do a 4.1 mile loop in Central Park, and I want to run from Central Park to the Mets Stadium, Mets Stadium to Yankee, and that would leave a half a mile left. And I would love to have that half mile or one lap around the stadium or enter the stadium with NYPD, New York Fire Department, and military, um, all raising funds and awareness for We Are One Village, which I'm doing work in the DR, trying to clean up the DR and plastic and have some aspirations there of things I want to do in baseball and have have several players that are wanting to step up and, and do that. And then for the more than baseball, like raise awareness that we're all in this together. They, they both work hand in hand. One is about baseball. One's about, um, you know, funding people and allowing them to do it. But they're both using the channels of baseball and players. And because, like I said, there's a lot of good people in the game of baseball. And I want to shed light on that. There was a wonderful article recently in The Athletic about really what minor league players go through and how it's not as glamorous as the big league life. It doesn't pay very well. And the living conditions are different than maybe what the general public might expect when you say I'm a professional baseball player more than baseball is you were quoted in the article more than baseball is mentioned in the article and it's really just part of the process of raising awareness to people that you know major league baseball should try to take better care of their minor league talent because that's the future of the game Tell me a little bit of, I mean, you made stops, Gulf Coast League, Tampa, Charleston, Arizona Fall League, Trenton, Scranton. You were in the Arizona Rookie League again for a little bit as you were, I guess, as you were rehabbing too. What's life like? Even for a guy who was a first rounder, got a pretty significant bonus, it's not very easy, is it? No, I think that one of the things that when I first started asking questions was, I just asked people, what do you think people make? Um, And I was like, I'll put players make twelve thousand dollars and they're like oh my goodness and then i started going to asking people hey tell me a figure that you think most people say fifty seventy thousand dollars that's that's normally the consensus of it um and i'm like no like players are making twelve five thirteen thousand dollars this year at triple a level um and it's just how the game of baseball was and is um so Emily did a great job on that with that piece and article, um, you know. And there's been a lot of people pushing for this, and a lot of, and you know, the challenge is people don't realize when you're going, you might be staying 20 minutes from the ball field, and you might only have a Wendy's to eat at. Yeah. And people don't realize, yeah, there's not a lot of contact. There's not the, the what you would think the physical grind of baseball. But I'm telling you right now, anybody that's around the game knows it's completely different than any other sport it's tough on your body it's hard on your body to do the same thing over and over and over again and then when you start not having good sleep and you're not having good nutrition entering your body you're talking about you're talking about detrimenting your career just because of that you know you have players that are retiring because they can't afford bats like people don't think about that they're like oh all your your equipment's free no i even had to pay for a lot of bats so you had a bad day and you break two bats there's 280 dollars down the drain and people don't realize, well, $280 is more than a minor leaguer is making in a week. So then you have a $300 glove. You have $150 cleats. Like, guys don't, especially now with companies, it's harder and harder for guys to get contracts and to get equipment. It's just harder, especially now with free agency the way it is. And it, it doesn't make sense for agencies to take on free agents really anymore because it's not worth their time. Nothing bad, but that's just the truth. It takes hours and hours now for free agencies to sign for the most part. 
and it, it makes it hard for players. So then you have unrepresented players. You have tons of them, and you have more and more. Well, unrepresented players don't get equipment. They don't get this help. So you, you're going on the road, and you're getting $22 a day for per diems. Well, 10 to 15 of that's going to do. So then that, now you're talking about 8 to $10 to eat two meals on. Yeah, you're stuck at eating at Wendy's. So that was like one of the biggest things, um, you know, we, we locked down the official food of more than baseball is getyourelements.com. Um, and it's a food company that's get your elements. Everything is completely freeze-dried. I've vetted them for eight months now. Um, backed up every accusation they made, and it's legit. It's really good. Um, and they're they're giving us meals for $7.99, way, way, way under what they sell for. Um, and one of the vice presidents is an ex-baseball uh, player for the Rockies organization. Um, and then Stanford Graham is training right now to break the 50 and over world record for the one mile but he was an international lawyer and he was always transferring food and um, he came up with this idea of let's get really good food and it ended up long story short his brother-in-law ran the largest freeze-drying company in the in the country they started doing they study they did the studies for three years how to cut it how to do it whatever so then you're rehydrating it now we're able to provide players for eight dollars a meal that is extremely nutrient dense uh, the anti-inflammatory index that a guy out of South Carolina, a doctor that's been working on it for 10 years now, there's been a lot of studies show it, but there's just so many things, whether it's sleeping on a bus for 16 hours in between trips and things like that, and that's not going to change, but that was the biggest thing with more than baseball was, let's take, a, let's take a time where everybody's fighting and everybody has tension and everybody's saying this and this, and I've been right there, like, this is wrong, this is illegal, whatever. So let's, let's shift that perspective to, okay, how about we get all 30 teams? Let's get all PR directors. Let's get every affiliate. Let's get everybody on the same channel working for the common purpose of making minor leaguers more money. How do you do that? Let's do let's do fan engagement. Let's do let's do events where people can watch online. Let's 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 be very creative in the ways whether it's a gaming platform and it's Twitch and it's a league, something that I'm working on. Um, you know, using these unique ideas to create funds for minor leaguers and in return what does it do it involves a different crowd or it involves more fans well then it increases the revenue for major league baseball and minor league baseball people love minor league games for families that they are it's great like and so why not capitalize on that i think uh the harvard business journal came out with a study that minor league baseball was in the top five in five categories for fan viewing and getter um so that was like seeing that come out. People love it. And, and I always knew that everybody that came, whether they went to major league games or minor league games, they're like, minor league games for my kids are awesome. And, and it makes sense. So let's capitalize on that. Let's, let's go to every affiliate and let's find those businesses that want to have appearances and give players 10% discount. Like nothing is too big. Like that's what people don't understand. Like I was having a business call yesterday about a topic. And they're like, what happened if they only make $20 a day? Well, you don't understand twenty dollars for for a minor league baseball player when they're paying for rent, they're paying for their food, they're paying for equipment, and they're getting two hundred and fifty dollars a paycheck or four hundred dollars a paycheck. That's a huge difference. The uh, even for people in the game, I think sometimes that we forget what the actual structure is like. The minor league season runs from April through August, and that's the those are the only months out of the year when you get paid, right? Five months. Yeah. Five months, and that's what people, especially with with Arizona and Tampa getting the way it is in this area, 
people are start real estate people are capitalizing on this. They know it. Like prices in Arizona are three or four times greater than they are any time of the year. So players have one choice is to live in the hotel. Well, then they get twenty dollars a day. They're not getting paid in spring training. Well, when you're living in a hotel, you can't cook your own meals. You like you don't have that ability. So the the lifestyle is more expensive than people realize as well. Like you can't as a minor league baseball player, you're always on the road. Like that, you don't have a choice of that. You're paying rent at your affiliate. If you have a, have a high place at home, most of them don't. They live at home. They don't have a choice. They work two or three jobs in the off season. Um, and fortunately, like and unfortunately, I didn't have to deal with that. Uh, but I saw it firsthand, and, and the good thing about the game of baseball is there's a code and there's an ethic in the game, and a lot of guys that either were high-round draft picks or have big league time, they took care of players in the game. But we can't just rely on people taking care of baseball players giving more when it's such a hard industry it is because whether you're a first-round pick or a second-round pick, if you don't get four years in the big leagues with the cost of living, with taxes, with age and, and things like that, you don't like yeah it's a substantial amount of money but it's not what it's not going to carry you your life so it's a tough game especially the way it is now with with the uncertainty of contracts and and where we are with you know agreements and like that it's it's hard to rely on players to pick up the slack so let's let's get I, I, I'm a true believer in like a circular economy. Let's let's get every single person doing one percent, and let's get a hundred people, and let's make a hundred percent of a difference. That's the idea. Is let's let's get like-minded people on the same boat, and when we have like-minded people, iron sharpens iron. So we will be able to make an impact. One person is not going to make the biggest impact as a hundred will, and that's my that's my firm belief. How much of more than baseball is devoted to just getting better compensation and conditions now? versus preparing them better for life after baseball. I mean, you're a guy who's, you know, you should be in the prime of your career, you're not, and now you're forced to do other things for your livelihood, which for the better part of your your childhood and early adulthood, you were focused on just being a baseball player. So maybe acquiring the kinds of skills that it takes to sustain your lifestyle afterwards, you didn't have the benefit of of, of having those so how much of what you do with more than baseball is devoted to both ends of the life of a player i'm glad you asked this this is a great question i'll tell you why the name of the organization is more than baseball the whole reason behind more than baseball is there's more than the game of baseball and we live in a world that everybody is their own brand now that's just the reality. People fight it. People want to say that. And I was that person as well. Like, okay, social media, whatever. Well, social media has a lot of powerful tools, especially for minor leaguers that can, you know, fans want to see whether it's one, two, three, five, ten fans. Like, it doesn't matter how small the prospect. Fans want to have and relate to players. That's just, that's our society. Athletes, actors, people want to. Do I think it's 100% correct? No, it's crazy. Like, why aren't we firefighters and military yeah we have bowls though but the truth is people want to follow athletes they want to follow entertainers because it's entertainment to them that's what we are anybody that doesn't realize baseball player and, and people of this industry we are entertainers that is all we are so you have to accept that fact so why not capitalize on it like we have ability with social media to teach people how to leverage their brand be your own brand because we're coming to a time where everybody is their own brand. We're getting to almost to a point where besides your big, big companies, 
you're you're seeing more smaller individual companies, local companies start to catch on and, and do that. So, and you're able to do that when you leverage social media the way you do. So the whole point of Morning Baseball is to prepare not only a baseball player, because I'm a firm, firm believer with my life and my 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 experiences in life and the choices I've made and why I live life and my, you know, what was important to me at certain times. I learned that if you want to be the best baseball player, you have to be the best man that you can be. And that is more important than being, that's even more important than having your dreams come true of being a major league baseball player. It goes way deeper than that. Yeah, that's that was a motivator and why we wanted to do this. And that is our one of our main goals. But bigger than that is let's make men the best men they can possibly be, to be the best fathers, to be the best influencers in society. Whether you're a Gulf Coast League or whether you're AAA or big leagues, you have the ability to impact lives. So let's capitalize on that. Let's, let's, let's capitalize on influencing the lives of children, adults, grown, like older people. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are, whether you're purple, white, black, yellow. It doesn't matter. Let's, let's take the opportunity to impact that one life because that one life is important and that one life will then touch another life and it's a ripple effect and we, we it's almost like the butterfly effect like we forget about that and I'm very big on the attention to detail because the more detail we can pay that's the difference between good and great so if we can teach a guy how to if I, and that's why I didn't want so Jeremy like we have an awesome team Jeremy Wolf uh, has taken over the president role Simon uh, has taken over player relations and Riker has taken over like the legal side of things and we have tons of companies that are contributing and putting forth and a couple teams that are even showing the interest now and working with us and things like that so that's awesome so let's use all of our resources to create uh, atmosphere where players are capitalizing and being the best men possible not only to benefit themselves but more importantly let's benefit society in a, in a bigger picture that's what I said it was big for me is I want to take the game of baseball and I want to influence the world with the game of baseball and show what you can do when a group of like-minded people get together and it's i mean it's a world game when you all you gotta do is walk into any clubhouse and you see the diversity in a, in a clubhouse and it reminded me that all these conditions we're talking about it's it hits maybe a player like yourself from the u.s one way you get a, a kid who's 18 19 years old from the dominican or venezuela going to hit them completely different because they're in another world already and now living in these conditions or trying to make it without the most ideal uh, conditions to help surround them, that hits them a different way too. Yeah, it does. And like I said, it goes back to we all have different perspectives. We all have different experiences in life. And we have to approach this from a standpoint of realizing that. We have to be very open. Um, and a lot of people want to be like very direct, like, okay, well, this is how people do. They do fundraisers and this. Well, let's let's get let's do the fundraiser. Let's do the events, but let's think about it from a different perspective. Let's let's not underplay the amount of having ten fans for this instance. And so let's be very creative in what we do. Let's let's throw tournaments for gaming. Let's let's do things that we can do and involve brand sponsorship. So I think that's huge, and I think that's the key to more than baseball. And we are one village is CSR campaigns and and getting brands to get behind this because brands now. You have Mike Trout, you have Aaron Judges, you have all that. These companies have those names. Mm -hmm. So from a business perspective, that's why it's so hard for companies or for players to get contracts now and get bigger contracts because it doesn't really benefit Nike or Adidas's plan to have a hundred players when they're paying out the money. It, it's it's a negative to them. It doesn't grow their brand much more. So now people you see 
Kaepernick and things like this, people are wanting to follow a story. So let's be storytellers. Let's more in baseball be storytellers for every single one of these players. That everybody has a story. Somebody, maybe one brand likes it, maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But that's the key is to get brand sponsorship and let's get the unity of, of everybody. What's your relationship like with the Major League Baseball Players Association? Because they represent Major League players, not minor league players. And history tells you that in every CBA negotiation, they're willing to give up things that will affect the minor leaguers uh, for the benefit of something for the major league players. So it's always been a tricky dynamic because these are the guys you're trying to grow into your union, but they're not represented by that union. So when you think about more than baseball and what you're trying to achieve, what kind of support do you get or hope to get from the Players Association? There's been several conversations between Tony, Xavier, and more than baseball. Um, the level of involvement, I hope, I hope we work side by side. I get the Players Association. I get they're doing their job. Their, their job is to represent Major League Baseball players. That's their job. So we can't, we can't hold Players Association credible or responsible for Minor League Baseball players. Do I want more in baseball to put our foot in the door there and say, okay, you don't have to represent, but let's 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 get the donors list. Let's get the MLB Players Trust. Let's get play, people behind this that can push it. People underplay the just the fact that if they just say here here's this this organization we do support if they have a great cause that goes a long ways because we live in a world like I said social media is if you can leverage social media you can find success. So you know there's conversations with the players association right now and I've been very clear that. We want to do it in a way that everybody benefits, whether it's owners, whether it's team, Major League Baseball, more than baseball, minor league players, major league players. I want to find a way that everybody wins from this, whether it's from just becoming a better person because you're devoting time, if that's what you're looking for, whether it's you have the ability to donate to funds and sponsor a player or sponsor an affiliate, whether it's CSR campaigns where we're, we're putting our heads together and creating a campaign that builds awareness for a greater cause and allowing major B, or minor league players to be a part of that cause and, and be benefited because of that. There's a story that just came out very recently about how the Toronto Blue Jays are stepping up pay for their minor league players significantly. One team, small step, but in the fight you're trying to fight, that's a pretty big step, I would think. Huge step. They're, like that's not a small step, and that's uh, you're talking about 40% increase at AAA. You're talking about over 50% in at AA, and 50, I think 6% or something like that. A little over 50% for lower levels. That's that's huge. But uh, this is my my not argument, but this is my point that needs to be thought about. Um, and as as clear a day as it is, I don't think a lot of people think about it this way. When you give minor league baseball players that raise or you give baseball players the ability to focus on their career, this is a thing. This is a career. This might be a game. And a lot of fans, and it really rubs me wrong with the fans that are like, oh, you know what, you're playing this for uh, you know, the chance to be able to, well, if that's the case, let's just all quit our jobs and let's go buy lottery tickets and just whoever wins and, every, and the rest of society that crumbles, who cares, we're playing for the chance. That's what you're telling people. So you have somebody that at the minor league level, you're talking about the top 1% in the entire world. The top 1%, I don't care what your profession is, if you're in the top 1%, you don't have to be, your reward should be there. Now, whether that's from having the ability to play the game, but you have to be able to make ends meet. 
and minor league baseball players cannot make ends meet. That's plain and simple. That's the truth. That's what it is. So you have players that are in the offseason that don't have the ability to take the time to work out and train and get ready and get better or do the things that they need to to be the best player that they can be. So then they come to spring training, they get hurt. They, you know, they aren't in shape. They're not playing the best of their ability. So you give players the ability to focus on their job and you create a better game of baseball. You create a better minor league system, which then feeds into your major league system, which then makes your team better. We, we, we're all into analytics. We're all into all the other aspects of sleep and nutrition and all this at the major league level and even at the minor league level now and, you know, altering workout programs and everything. But let's not forget about that main foundation allow players to focus on the game of baseball so how do you represent that to the to the average fan who will maybe cynically look at this and say nobody's looking out for my lifestyle and my you know, i'm trying to support my family too i have a job i have a career and wages are what they are in, in my industry why why should the fan care about what the plight of the minor leaguer is about and what do you want them to do about it Let's use this as an example. We know there's a ton of people. In my opinion, teachers are underpaid. Firefighters are underpaid. Police officers are underpaid. Being a police officer nowadays is one of the hardest jobs in the entire country, and they're underpaid. There's a lot of industries that are underpaid. But you know what? Let's use baseball as an example. Let's use an example that when we put our, when we come together, instead of coming, separating and, and doing this, when we come together, anything is possible because we can work together leverage connections people so let's let's use the game of baseball we all love the game of baseball america's pastime it is so let's not lose sight and we have to preserve that we have to allow minor leaguers to be able to keep doing this because that is what feeds into major league games we like going to major league game we like seeing the world series we like this so let's make it better Let's make it better and let's use it as an example that, okay, we can, if minor league baseball players can do it, if we can increase this salary, okay, then, then police department, fire department, teachers, it can work in the same industry. But we, we have so many, we fight and fight and fight and fight, and we bash in the wall, and it's like Bruce Lee says, be water. Like sometimes bashing, bashing and bashing doesn't do any good. Yeah, we, we, it feeds our ego, and it feels, and I've been there, I do it on a daily basis still. <laughs> But we have to realize that we have to check that ego and realize that by coming together and smoothing the waters instead of bashing together, we are able to get more things done. It doesn't mean we have to agree all the time. And we're not going, it doesn't mean that, that me and you have to like each other. But the biggest picture is let's have respect. That's the thing. So fans, teams, let's respect what the game of baseball is. The game that we love, let's respect it. Let's make it better. Let's make it to a point and let's do it right. Let's set a precedence for later industries and later let's use this as an example that no matter what the outcome of the money might look like or whatever if we're taking into a step of benefiting players and doing the right thing we're able to impact the 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 culture and the globe and be able to show okay this is a good example so let's put our heads together let's work together whether it's unionized or not unionized and and teachers and fire department things like that let's let's use this as an example that okay fans and people that are thankful for this if we could just involve more people in this if we make more people a part of our mission and we find those like-minded anything is possible power of social media right where do we go to help support all the things that you're involved with we are one village more than baseball where do you want fans to focus their attention yeah so we have twitter and we have some more than baseball is more than baseball.org you can go right there 
fan and we're working on uh you know i want to open up the ability for fans to sponsor players i want to open up the ability for fans to throw fundraisers of their own to sponsor a team you know whether it's you're just a diehard baseball fan like my buddy and mike in new jersey that loves going to trenton games maybe he wants to throw a fundraiser to help those players and maybe it's one mil but don't undervalue one mil don't undervalue five dollars because that is a huge difference and, and people out there they think okay well i can only do a dollar i can only give my support that's all we need because you're going to give your support and another person is going to give their support and maybe you give support by encouraging players maybe the other person is able to do the money we all have a value in this and and this is a team like that's the biggest thing i learned from a game of baseball was life is about a team and when you have a team that everybody's doing their part everybody has value and that's what i learned in 2015 was seeing revenue sharing with the yankees and i and with the guys that were in that office and beltran and these guys they took care of every single person and, and to me, I don't view life as a circle standing up where there's a top and a bottom. I, I view it more bottom, and it takes every single person along this will to make the team the best. And that's why we have to view life. That's how we have to view industry and baseball and, and jobs is when we have everybody working together, we all play our own part, and everybody has value. We just have value in different spaces and different areas. A lot of the guys having success right now on the Yankees are guys that you came up with and played with along the way at various points. What's it like watching them doing what they're doing right now and as they get ready for another season? I love it. Yeah, Tyler, I mean, I, Tyler Austin, Twins, Judge, watching him, Kyle, Kyle, seeing him finally get up after that long time. Like, I love seeing this because I know these guys are good people and, and they're, they're, they have a bigger picture in mind. And... You know, it's awesome to see these guys. Like, I know guys that get out of the game and are bitter about it, and that, that's just not me. Like, I, I want to see people succeed. That's what makes me happy. That's that's my biggest purpose in life is seeing people succeed, seeing people have the opportunity to succeed. So it's awesome to see. That's Slade Heathcott, the former first-round pick of the Yankees, now trying to do big things off the field. To check out his projects, you can go to morethanbaseball.org and weareonevillage.org. More Than Baseball is gaining some traction with some recent news items, like the one we mentioned that the Toronto Blue Jays will be taking steps to significantly increase pay for minor league players. You can find them on Twitter at mtb underscore org. Thanks for taking the time to listen and for checking out those sites as well. Until next time, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.